0: Welcome to Wellspring on the Air, where professional Christian counselors share practical life and biblical insights. Why? Because hearts and minds matter. Welcome to Wellspring on the Air today. I'm Lindsay Steffen, your host for today's show called Unchaining Love. And this is part two of, uh, or this yes, this is part two of a two-part series. So we talked last week about repentance, and today we're going to talk more about forgiveness. So with me again today to discuss this interesting topic is our Wellspring President and Co-founder Tova Krebs. Hi, Tova. How are you?
1: Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for doing this. Yes. Um, yeah. So part one of this show was uh, Unchaining Love. It says that if we don't admit our flaws. Um, that people would go away from us and we can't keep the flow of love going with them because they just, we wounded and wounded and wounded and slowly the relationship diminishes or dies. Um, but the other unchaining love and making the full flow of love with us and others is us forgiving them. And as we talk about that, it's forgiving them and staying in relationship with them, again, so that that flow continues between us. Or it's even out of relationship with them and we forgive them to unchain ourselves from um, the bitterness and resentment of them. So, I want to talk about both of those. But the goal is that we keep in our lives a flow of love, the capacity to love and be loved and to experience love, which is really one of the core essential ingredients of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we know even the core of the gospels to love God and to love others. So, it's really essential for a fulfilled life. So, why don't we just get basic though? What is love? Can you define that for us a little bit?
1: So, love is having uh, affection for somebody, you want to be with them, you like them, you want relationship with them, and you care about their welfare. But, but love is this open flow, um, it's relationship by choice. I love you by choice, I want to be with you. It's not obligation, it's not indebtedness, it's not manipulation. It's transparent, knowing and being known. It's authentic, you're not pretending and manipulating to get your way. That's not love, that's using people to get your needs met, um, it's, it's an authentic desire to be with someone and care about them and their welfare. There's this flow of connection between people that we all really deeply long for and need. It's designed ultimately to be fulfilled with our love with God and from God experiencing his love. But when we in life don't admit our flaws and we don't forgive the flaws of others, uh, we struggle to stay in loving relationships with people. and. We're told to be loving, but how do we do that? And more importantly for these two shows is what blocks that and not admitting our flaws and not forgiving is what blocks us because people are uh, hard to love because we're sinners and hurtful.
0: Okay. So let's just dive right in then. Let's talk about, you know, bitterness. That's a piece of this. So why do we need to get rid of our bitterness? Why do we need to forgive?
1: Yeah. So bitterness the truth is it's bad for us <laughs> it chains- okay <laughs> we're bitter um it chains us ourselves not the other person ourselves to a time a place and a person in the past so you're not free to live in the present and a f- having a flow of love if you're chained to a past event you spend energy on it you think about it you want to get revenge you protect yourself in the future because you're never going to do that again so that bitterness chains you to the past. And it, so it's, it's bad for us. Um, God tells us that it's bad. First uh, John 2 9 to 11 says anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother and lives in the light and there lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Um oh. it's pretty- Powerful description of what bitterness does to us, holding resentment against other people, hating people, uh, keeps us walking around the dark. We don't know where we're going.
0: Yeah, well, then I kind of hear God's command to help us forgive. I mean, that's actually, that command is a blessing to us. He's telling us forgive, but it's to your benefit. You need to forgive.
1: And, and we have a lot of scriptures about that, even the Lord's Prayer, uh, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You know, Jesus telling us God wants us to forgive for, for our sake and to keep the flow with God running and the flow with other people so we, we can live and walk in love. And so, yeah, the yeah. scripture is full of the need to forgive and the mandates to do it
0: okay so we know why bitterness is bad for us but let's talk a little bit about why forgiveness is good for us let's go into that research
1: there's some fun positive psychology research about this and this is not just for people of faith this is that forgiveness is good for for anybody um and and so let me give you some of the benefits so the mayo clinic said that forgiveness can lead to it's a nice list improving mental health less anxiety stress and hostility lower blood pressure Fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved heart health, improved self-esteem. Another piece of research says, uh, from academia says, uh, people who practice unconditional forgiveness are more likely to live longer, how's that for a benefit, and have healthier relationships. Um, So this is like a big deal living free of bitterness. It makes us have happier, longer, healthier lives and better relationships.
0: Yeah, again, and just the science and research confirms that God's way for us truly is the best way. He's not saying this as a a mandate or a burden on us, but he's saying, hey, this is how you enjoy long life and health and happiness. This is how you thrive.
1: Yeah, and so the goal of this talk is really to help us kind of understand how to have a, a lifestyle of forgiveness. The recognizing that people wound us, and then what do we do with it? How do we grieve it and address it ourselves, and then how do we let go of it? So that's what this is about, is how do I have a lifestyle of forgiveness that, that gives us all those benefits that we Yeah,
0: can have. And I know you were talking earlier, but the goal of forgiveness, it's not to set them free, but it's to set ourselves free. So let's go ahead and just dive in and learn about forgiveness. Let's define it. What is forgiveness, Tova?
1: Well, I want to start with what it isn't. And then we'll go from there. So first of all, forgiveness is not pretending that it didn't hurt. So, oh, it's no problem. I didn't mind. I didn't need it anyway. You know, that is not forgiving. That's pretending and overlooking and ignoring. Um, Forgiveness is also not just a good feeling. So you can forgive people, but it doesn't mean you just enjoy their company still. It's not like, oh, I'm just happy to see them. That it's, Mm -hmm. it's different than that. It's, it's, um, it's a a decision of the will. And we'll get into that in a minute, but it isn't just like, oh, I haven't forgiven because I just don't just think there's so much fun to be around.
0: Right. They might still be a very unpleasant person or abusive, but you can still forgive. But you're right. You don't have to even be in contact with them. I think that's something a lot of my clients ask me about forgiving and forgetting. I wonder, can you touch on that? Because I don't agree with it, actually.
1: I don't either. I don't think if we're called commanded to forgive um how could you do that you can't make yourself forget things so it can't include that the forgive and forget is kind of a myth and um we don't forget but we choose to let go of the bitterness and of the right to revenge and so it isn't it isn't that you forget sometimes eventually you actually do forget when you really do forgive people sometimes you kind of forget those things happen but that's like a long-term benefit that happens you know
0: right and it doesn't mean it's not even wise necessarily to forget. If I have someone who breaks my trust over and over, I can forgive, but I can also set boundaries and make distance. If I forget, that's, I can't protect myself. It might be unsafe.
1: Right. Um, it's also not excusing what they did. This is sort of like the minimizing it or pretending, but it's like, well, um, I because they didn't do it on purpose, therefore it didn't hurt me. Hmm. Okay. So that's not really forgiveness. That's just excusing it and, and get taking away your, uh, acknowledging the pain it caused you. So, okay.
0: and yeah. we that a lot. I mean, I think that's true. People cause us pain unintentionally all the time, right? We don't even know maybe how something impacted someone. Even if we don't have a, a bad intention, we can still cause pain and that pain needs to be acknowledged. I hear you saying
1: yeah, I think a lot of us do that with our parents because we love our parents and we want, you know, to think well of them. They're the only parents we've got, and and so so we excuse. We grow up and and we were maybe wounded in childhood, and we excuse what they did, and we think that's forgiveness. Uh, and forgiveness mm-hmm. is different. Forgiveness is saying yes, this really wounded me, but I forgive, which is different than well, they didn't mean to. Therefore, I don't ever get to feel the pain.
0: Does exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of, you're forgiving, not saying they're off the hook for what they did, but again, it's not, you're not needing them to necessarily make it right. You're releasing it yourself and, but knowing and acknowledging, yeah, that was painful. I wish that wouldn't have happened.
1: Um, it's also, forgiveness is not necessarily, um, restoring, and this is a key we may hit again later, but it's not restoring a relationship with someone who's unrepentant. So Mm -hmm. I can forgive someone and still stay distant from them. Um, the forgiveness is a state of being in our heart, we'll get to that, but it, it doesn't automatically mean I have to be back in relationship the way it was before. And that's a real key. A lot of people say, I can't forgive them because I, then I have to, you know be back in relationship the way they had it before and that isn't true these are separate you can forgive and you can restore if that's appropriate and those are separate things and that's kind of similar to also forgiveness is not rescuing them from consequences so just because i forgive someone doesn't mean i don't let them go to jail or press charges or it's this internal state of letting go of the bitterness it's not necessarily that therefore they don't have to pay me back the money they stole or whatever
0: okay got it Well, Tova, we have a couple minutes before the break, so I wonder, that was on what forgiveness isn't, so could we go in just a little bit on what forgiveness is before we take a break?
1: Yeah, let's kind of summarize that as a whole. Basically, forgiveness is letting go of your right to revenge, and so each one of those words is key. So the truth is, we have a right to revenge, and if you look at the Old Testament, um, God is just, and and we are like him and made in his image and so we actually have this right to revenge There are Old Testament things about you know cities of safety because you have this right for getting even so the thing is God is a just God and he brings justice he will without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin somebody always pays the question is who pays now God is just but he also forgives us and he loves us so he pays the penalty for our sin Well, for us, we need the scales of justice to be made right for people who hurt us too. That's a good thing. That's like being like God, but letting go of the right for us to be the judge, jury and punisher, that's forgiveness. It's, it's, I have a right because the people wounded me, but I let go of that right for me to be the judge and the jury and the person, the punisher. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, you allow God to be the judge and not impose what you wish would happen to them or their consequence. So a lot of trust in God that he is just and things are gonna be taken care of in the end.
1: Yeah, so you take this person off of your hook and you put them onto God's hook and you say, God, you handle the judgment, you handle the punishment, you handle justice, but I'm gonna let go of that. And so it's an internal state. Forgiveness is an internal state of accepting that the person has offended you and that God allowed it. Okay. It's, it's, I, I accept that this is true. It's not good, but it's true. And I want, I long for peace. I long for, to restore with them if they could be restored. I'm no longer out to get even with them. I'm going to let God handle all of that. But I'm at peace with the fact that this happened in my life. That's, that's forgiveness.
0: Wow. And that's definitely a spiritual thing because in our humanness, that sounds probably impossible, but it's God's work in us to forgive. So, all right, well, Tova, we're going to take a short break. This is Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Lindsay and Tova. If you're just joining our show, our topic today is on unchaining love. This is part two on forgiveness specifically. So far today, we've talked about what forgiveness is and isn't and why God actually commands us to forgive for our own good. So if you missed the first part of the show, definitely go to our blog page at wellspringmiami.org or go to your favorite podcast channel on Wellspring on the air. You can catch up and catch the first part of the show. So Tova, let's keep going. How do we know when we need to forgive?
1: Well, I think you can kind of test your heart. Uh, There's an easy test, I think, which is if that person succeeded in life, would you be happy for them? Mm. (laughs) It's an easy way to say, what is my state of forgiveness? Because when you've forgiven someone and you've let them off of your hook and onto God's hook, you're like free from them. You actually want good things for them. Uh, Maybe you want, hope they repent. Maybe you hope you can restore. Maybe you hope they don't. But you you actually want good for them, and which would mean that God would guide them to new places and have success. So when you feel like, oh no, I can't believe she got that promotion or he got this or a new car, all these things, then we know that we still carry bitterness. So that I think it's a it's a g- great little test. How much bitterness do you have? You can tell by how happy you are that people succeeded outside of your realm. Um,
0: wow. Okay.
1: So when we not, when we don't pass the test, we know we need to forgive. And so the answer is actually always the biblical answer is whenever someone offends us, we need to get to forgiveness. Now it's a process, so it's not necessarily this instant thing you do. And we'll talk about the process in a second, but the answer to, when do we need to forgive always whenever we're carrying bitterness, we need to work toward getting there, if you will.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I know, um, just to pull in some biblical insight, Proverbs nineteen eleven says a man's wisdom gives him patience, it is to his glory to overlook an offense. So I love that verse just kind of speaking to the fact that it's, I mean, it's to our glory to forgive ultimately.
1: Yeah, and I think even the over, when you think about when you need to forgive, if you can ignore somebody's offense, you can say, yeah, yeah, the guy cut me off in the road, but I do it sometimes too, or, you know what I mean? If it's so small that you can literally overlook it, you should. You don't even have to forgive it. Yeah. you just like, they fail, I fail, let it go, right? Um, right. But, but to forgive it when, it when we have that bitterness and it's not small enough, you know, sins are too serious to overlook if... If you can't stop resenting them, you can't pass the test of being happy for them, right? If it damages your relationship with them, um, if it continues to dishonor God um, or hurt you or hurt others, those are things we can't overlook. We need to address them with forgiveness and sometimes with confrontation too. But
0: Okay, yeah. So you're right. Probably a stranger in the grocery store who's rude to me. I'm going to forget and let it go. But yeah, with family or close friends, those are things we actually have to attend to and maybe go through this forgiveness process for. All right. So how do we forgive Tova?
1: All right, so i got some steps here. The first is that we have to acknowledge it. So we have to admit it actually happened and that it hurt us. Like earlier when I said what forgiveness isn't, it's not excusing it. It's like, oh, it didn't matter or didn't hurt. That's not forgiveness. That's just never giving ourselves the attention we need to process the grief and loss and pain that we suffered. So first of all, before you can forgive, you have to acknowledge that really hurt me. That had this effect on me. That was painful to me in this way. We have to admit, the pain and the grief of it. So the first part of forgiveness is this internal work of processing the pain. Um, we we have at Wellspring the work the circle which is part of our uh, getting over bad things that happened to you curriculum for kids and adults um, for trauma but the first part of forgiveness is to truly process how this affected you and what it felt like, what your feelings were, what happened and the effect on you. Um, And that's the part we kind of want to skip. Sometimes we want to forgive too easily. And then we never, and then we're stuck and we can't forgive. And the reason is we never really processed our, our pain.
0: Yeah. Um, We didn't acknowledge it because yeah, sometimes we don't want to feel those negative emotions, but we always say with the circle, you kind of, you have to let the feelings come so they can finally go.
1: Yeah. We don't want to be vulnerable people who could be hurt by others. We'd rather see, see ourselves as never being, it's, it's, um, it's shameful sometimes to have been wounded or neglected by people or forgotten by them or hurt by them. And so we don't want to look at it, but, but if we don't, we really will struggle with forgiveness because it sits there and waits to be felt.
0: Um, the next
1: step is to pray about it. And that is, so you start with this internal processing the pain. And then the next thing is to take it to God and maybe these things overlap, you know, obviously, but, but All right, so I've processed the pain. Now what do I do with this person who's wounded me? I take it to God and I begin to pray for them, the offender. That'll help you get in a state of seeing things from their perspective, wishing well on them. That'll help you pray for them. It says we should pray for enemies. And then the other part that goes, happens with us and God is submitting to God's sovereignty that he allowed this in our lives. And that's where we Mm -hmm. begin to let go of the person and kind of come to God. Now we can get mad at God too. And sometimes we have to forgive God, which is seems silly because Mm -hmm. obviously he didn't do anything wrong, but, but in our hearts, we do sometimes we're mad at him that he let this happen so yeah. it, that's a spiritual issue we have to wrestle with god and nothing outside is going to fix that that's us and god uh facing these trials we had in in our lives
0: okay so we have to acknowledge our feelings pray about them submit to god's sovereignty and then what
1: okay and then there's an act of will i i choose to obey god who says forgive and so um and i call it an act of the will because it really is that. It's more of a decision that that starts a process that God finishes for us than it is, I just no longer feel bitterness. Like, that's hard to do. We yeah. can say, I choose to forgive and ask God to change my heart.
0: Yeah. Or I want to forgive, but I can't do it without God. Like, God needs to help me forgive. It's kind of that decision, almost like, okay, I want to, I don't know, lose weight, <laughs> but now I need to do the work along with it, right?
1: Yeah, so I think it's it's deciding to obey God who tells us we have to forgive and then asking him. So sometimes that decision might look like uh, a symbolic gesture. Maybe you need to uh, we have some activities we do sometimes in therapy. Put the name on a card and you know go burn it, or you take it to a cross, or you, or maybe you give a gift to this person. Something you know is symbolic of your decision to make peace in your heart toward this person. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is, but God can guide us to those things. But sometimes it's like an object or an action, something that like today's the day I'm going to choose to forgive this person. I, I say something out loud in church, or I have people pray with me over it, or something that is like a line crossing for us. And then the next, uh, part is really God filling in the gap and a process. So sometimes we go through the process again and we do a little more processing and grief that we had that was more. Sometimes we, God works out our relationship with these people. Sometimes we keep praying for a while and then God changes our heart. So it looks like different things, but one of the things we can do to help that afterward process is to focus on, um, the prayer for the person and focus on how much God has forgiven us. It's a lot easier to forgive us when we realize how much we've been forgiven. Uh, He forgives us over and over again. So he says, so you can, you can return that favor to the people around you.
0: Um, Absolutely. I think that's so helpful. You can extend grace when you know how much grace you've been given. Absolutely. Um, But with that, does it mean if we want to forgive, do we have to restore the relationship? Is that a necessary piece?
1: no and it's super important people know that otherwise they never want to move toward forgiveness um, so those are real separate issues one is forgive which is an internal state of peace with you and God that this happened and a desire for good for the other person um, but Desire for good for them doesn't mean that they live in your house, you (laughs) stay in relationship with them, that you still work for them, that you, you know what I mean, stay friends with them, whatever that is. That is a process that if they repent... And you can restore that relationship, you should. That is absolutely true. If they repent, we need to restore. If they're believers, particularly, we're told that if your brother comes seven times, you know, then you'd have to forgive them over and over again. So yes, we restore if they are genuinely repentant, and specifically if they are uh, fellow believers. But, but, it's okay to restore the part of the relationship that has been repented and changed and maybe not others. So for instance, sometimes it's not an all or nothing. So let's say you had a relative who um, is is an addict or an alcoholic or something and they're really hurtful to the family when they're there in the evening so maybe you say okay i'm going to forgive them so i let go of that i i can't change them they're not changing they're not repentant and so what do i do well maybe i just restore the part of the relationship that works so when does it work with this person well it works in the morning so i only see them in the morning mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's pretty know. practical but it's true maybe there's ways to kind of have your boundaries but still be in community sometimes not always but that's possible
1: yeah so it's about boundaries so the places where people continue to wound us they continue to not repent they and they're not safe we set boundaries there sometimes that boundary is no relationship but sometimes it's just a partial relationship it's just less than it could be if they fix those things Um, but we, so we forget, we restore what we can as best as we can. And people are able to be safe to us. Um, but that's different than carrying the bitterness. Bitterness is like, I'm going to try, I'm still going to try and change them. I want relationship with them. So I'm going to manipulate them. I'm going to try to change Mm. them. I'm going to pressure them into counseling. I'm going (laughs) to, you know what I mean? Um, yep. That's not forgiven. That's not, a, that's wishing well for them, but the forgiveness has a little more peace to it. It's like, I, I'm going to let them be who they are and I'm going to love them well as best I can in ways that are safe. Um, and then I'm going to let God work in their life. And I'm yeah. going to let God work
0: in and You really it. release them to God. I hear it's no codependence, no changing them, controlling them, but kind of accepting in a sense that you're powerless over their adult decisions. And so, but you are in control of forgiving them yourself.
1: And then, you know, to honestly express to them how they wound you to is, but that's not a, that's not bitterness. I got to show you and make you pay and get you to admit that's all control. It's like this state of this hurts. And I want you to know, cause I'm hopeful you'll stop. And if not, these are my boundaries, but mm. I'm okay. If you don't, because I'll forgive you anyway. I may not be around you all the time, but I'll forget, you know, I'll be in a a state of well-wishing for you and for our relationship. Awesome.
0: Okay, Tova. Well, it's time to close the show, but any last thoughts you want to share before we wrap up?
1: I just, you know, wanted to circle back to this being a chain. So when we don't, forgive and we're, uh, others, we're chained to that time and place, we are, we don't, we block that flow of love with them, uh, it is possible to love our enemies, if we forgive them, we can love them, we, we can set boundaries, but we can still be in a state of love, it frees us to be in a state of love, to give and receive love. And forgiveness does that. And if we don't forgive, then we have chains of bitterness. We're either handcuffed to them directly or chained to them like a ball and chain at some distance, but, uh, we're chained and our, our flow of love is, is blocked. So,
0: okay. Well, thank you Tova for all this very helpful information today for joining. So we hope our listeners really learned how to In part one, to be repentant and in part two, to really forgive and to understand the ins and outs of that, what it means and what it doesn't mean. So thank you for joining our show today. If you joined Midstream, you can find this show and others on our podcast channel, Wellspring on the Air, or you can go to our blog page, wellspringmiami.org. So again, the title of today's show was Unchaining Love, part two on forgiveness. Um, Also, we'd love to hear from you. So send us a comment or question to well, or I'm sorry, on the air at wellspringmiami.org. It's time to wrap up. This is Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air, because hearts and minds matter.